You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Peter's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 159. I'm your host, Reality Steve, and you probably do not know this, but I will inform you that this podcast is the exact same week we launched three years ago. First Thursday in December of 2016, we are now on podcast 159, along with what we have, 24 He Said, She Said episodes as well. So yeah, coming up on 200 total podcasts. Actually, if you include... uh, the 12 I did with Charlene once a month uh, that he said she said with her. Probably right around 200, but um, 159 of the regular Thursday podcast. Another 24, but yeah, this is the week. Three years ago, we debuted. And on that podcast, I just spoke and there was no guest. And that's what you're going to get on this podcast because I got some things to get off my chest, to say the least. Um. You know, just some things that have kind of been going on, some some that you know, some that you don't. So I was going to fill you in on some things. So I've got a checklist here of things to go over and things to talk about this episode. One thing I want to start out with that is pretty critical, and I really didn't um, realize this was the case until a few of you emailed me and said, hey, Steve, you might want to check this out. And... I checked it out and it was fixed in 30 seconds and I had, I just thought there was some sort of glitch or whatever. Anyway, a few of you, because in recent weeks we've had some guests on that we've had on before and I said, oh, this guest joined us a year and a half ago. Oh, this guest joined us two years ago. And some of you people wanted to go back and listen to the first time they were on and were saying, Steve, your podcasts only go back to a certain number. And I was like, huh, I didn't even know that was the case. I had no idea. I didn't go in my podcast feed and scroll back to all episodes that were released. I just figured they were all in there. So I looked, and when I looked today, actually, it only went back to podcast number 84. And I'm like, huh, we're on 158. And you subtract 84 from 158. That's 158 and 16 is, uh, you know, 174. Then we have 25 uh, Ashley Spivey podcast, so one ninety nine basically. I was like, huh. So it looks like it's only because I remember probably three or four weeks ago I looked and I went back and it was only going to like eighty. And I'm like, okay. So now it's just like every time I add a new episode, it's going back one less. So it looks like it's set to only release a hundred of my episodes. So I called my server anyway. Make long story short, they're all on there now. So you can go back to every single episode I've ever done. You can go all the way back to episode one. And hear how shitty I was back then. Uh, I haven't listened to it, but I know it's probably not nearly as good uh, as I think they are now. Just because I was starting out and I didn't really know where it was going. Because the first five podcasts I did, I don't think I had a guest. It was always just me talking. And here we are. And I decided, okay, let's turn this into an interview podcast. Because I'd I, people don't want to hear me just ramble every week. Um, it just was going to be too much. There was going to be times... Um, where I did a whole episode by myself, like this week. And I remember last season, I think for Colton Spoilers, didn't I do the spoilers uh, on my podcast first before I posted them? 
I think I did that for Colton season. So there'll be there'll be a few here and there, but it's never it's not going to be a weekly thing where it's just me and I cut out interviews. I definitely still want to talk to people, and I definitely want to talk to people in Bachelor Nation, but that's tough, as I've told you numerous times on how the show is really clamping down on putting those people on podcasts that aren't approved by them, which is basically just Rachel's podcast. So, yeah, it sucks, but nothing I can do about that. But we're going to talk to people in Bachelor Nation and, you know, Temptation Island and challenge and survivor, uh, which I have some thoughts on at the end of this podcast. So the good news being all my podcasts are on my feed. Now the reality Steve podcast feed. So you can check that out. It goes back to all the way to number one. Another thing that I want to get to is something that I tweeted out this week, but if you don't follow on Twitter, maybe verbally you didn't, or, uh, the written word was a little, maybe too confusing or whatever the case may be. Verbally, I think it'll be easier to explain. The premiere episode for Peter's season, Monday, January 6th, is going to be a three-hour episode. Now, when they've had three-hour premieres in the past, it's been like one hour of just, you know, bullshitting around and doing nothing that's important and has nothing to do with advancing the show. It's like, a you know, watch parties or, or red carpet, I think they did for Chris Soule's season. Remember that? Remember when Andy and Josh went on Chris Soule's season and they, you know, talked to Chris Harrison on the red carpet and then three days later they announced their breakup? I do. Anyway, um, this is actually going to be a three-hour episode of all content, all Bachelor-related content to Peter's season. You're going to get everything you normally see in episode one. You're going to get an intro to Peter and then the intro videos to about eight or nine of the girls, and then you're going to have the limo entrances, and then you're going to have a cocktail party, and then you have a rose ceremony. That's how a normal first episode would end. Rose ceremony, we see some of the girls crying as they leave, and then it's like, okay, coming up on episode two, and you get previews. Episode two is going to start in episode one. So it looks like maybe the first hour and a half will be dedicated to what we normally see on the first episode. And then the back half, the last hour and a half, will be episode two already starting. And that will be the first group date of the season. And then uh, the first one-on-one. And then the other group date, uh, the one that Hannah Brown plans. And we all know how that goes. But I'll give you a little bit spoiler here uh, just to fill in some blanks for you. Uh, For the first episode, when the dates start... As we know, the first episode of the season is like a pilot date where the girls have Peter shows up at the, on the plane and they have to do, do do like all these things involving flying. So the nine women on that date are Deandra Canoe, Canoe. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Sorry, Deandra. Sheanne Lewis. Is that how you pronounce her first name? I mean, we haven't even heard, seen these girls yet. We just see their names written down. Um, I'm just going to do my best on the name. Sheanne Lewis, Victoria Paul, Victoria Fuller, Tammy Lai, Jasmine Wynn, Kelly Flanagan, Hannah Ann Sluss, and Courtney Perry. Those are the nine on the pilot date. First one-on-one of the season goes to Madison Pruitt, and that's where she went with uh, Peter to his parents' 31st wedding vow renewal. Uh, So she got to meet his friends and his family. And I know a lot of you are interested in that because you think if the friends follow Madison, that must mean she won. Fine. If that's what you want to believe, go ahead. But if you're asking why does Madison or Peter's friends follow Madison, that's why. They met her at the first one-on-one date. The second group date of the first episode is going to be the one that Hannah Brown plans. And Hannah Brown, I mean, this was all stuff that I gave you back the day that it happened. Hannah Brown planned a date and... um, the nine women show up, 
And she tells the nine women they have to share like an embarrassing sex story of their life or some sort of sex story to Peter. Because we all know, in case you didn't know, Peter had sex at a Wimbo four times last season. I know. Crazy, isn't it? Anyway. So Hannah tells the girls, go split off. Each, you know, get your own time. Think about what story you want to tell. And then that's when she goes to talk to Peter. And that's where the episode, I'm guessing, is going to end. It's going to be this, oh, is Hannah going to join the show? Which we know she doesn't because she was filming Dancing with the Stars the whole time. However, I can tell you the nine women on that group date um, are Sydney Hightower, Alexa Caves, Savannah Mullins, Kelsey Weir, Peyton Moran, Alea Benavides, Natasha Parker, McKenna Dorn, and Lauren Jones. Those are the nine on that date. So you had nine on the first group date. Nine on this group date, one one-on-one date, so that's 18, uh, 19 women, which means three did not get dates. And I can tell you the three that didn't get dates are Kiara Norman, Sarah Coffin, and Lexi Buchanan. So we had 22 women that started the show. 30 women began the show. Eight got eliminated the first night. I'll tell you who those are right now. Marissa Gunn. Avonlea Elkins, Jade Gilliland, Kylie Ramos, Eunice Cho, Megan Hops, Katrina Badowski, and Jenna Serrano. So remember when they announced the girls, they gave up on the Facebook page two days before filming started. They threw out all the girls' names and all the headshots. They gave 33 women. Well, three of them never made it on the show, and those three were Lauren Maxey, Haley Huntsman, and Alexis Thinned. So that's... Your first two episodes basically broken down. Um, 30 to 22 on the first night, 22 to 19 by the end of the second rose ceremony, which won't be shown until probably the beginning of week two. So it's going to get really confusing in terms of weeks and dates. Like It's just the way they're doing this. It's just going to make it a little more confusing of if you call it a week or is it a date. Uh, you know, rose ceremony, whatever you want to call it, but it's going to get, uh, it's going to get a little bit tricky, but there's your breakdown from 30 to 22 on the first night. Those are the eight that got eliminated on the first night. And I can tell you right now, I don't know if you recognize the names and faces and occupations, but I can tell you the three flight attendants that they had on this season, which were Jade Gilliland or Gilliland. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, Megan hops, and Eunice, I think, was the other one. Yeah, Eunice Cho. Three flight attendants, all eliminated the first night. So apparently Peter wasn't into that whole thing. Like, yeah, I get it. I'm a pilot. I know you're going to try and set me up with a flight attendant. Not interested. See ya. Wouldn't want to be a First night. Gonzo. So those are the eight eliminated on the first night. And then um, you've got your nine on the first group date. You've got Madison Pruitt on the first one-on-one. You've got your nine on the second group date. The three women who don't get dates in the first episode, Kiara Norman, Sarah Coffin, Lexi Buchanan, and then the three women eliminated at the second row ceremony, which you won't see till episode number two, are Lauren Jones, Peyton Moran, and Courtney Perry. So you got 19 that start. I don't know what I call it. It would be when you start the episode three dates. I can't even call it episode three because it's technically going to start in episode two. Um... Beginning the, I guess, the last set of dates before they start travel, it'll be 19 women. So, there you go. And you know the 15 that went to Ohio, so it's not hard to do the math of which four got eliminated uh, at the third rose ceremony. But, 
those are your breakdowns for the first two episodes in terms of dates and eliminations. Wanted to throw that in there. Now, I do want to talk about the uh, advertisers we have for this week. First off, we got to talk about happy cards. Family and friends love receiving gift cards for the holidays, and what better way to gift them than what they really want than happy cards. Happy cards make personal gift cards easy and stress-free. When you give happy cards, your lucky beloved one can use them at any of the brands displayed on the card from your mom, wife, sister, best girlfriend. Check out Happy Her, which includes Macy's, Bed Bath & Beyond, Sephora, for teenagers, check out Happy Teen, which includes Barnes & Noble, Regal Cinemas, Dave & Buster's, American Eagle. Last-minute gifts, check out Happy Moments or Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays includes Ulta, Red Lobster, GameStop, Chili's, P.F. Chang's. Happy Cards have no fees. They never expire, and they're delivered straight to your door, making it the perfect gift that anyone will love. I got mine. Believe it or not, it's got Cheesecake Factory on it, and I've already spent it. So, I mean, come on. How can you go wrong with Cheesecake Factory? Please. That's in the happy her. Cheesecake Factory, Macy's, Panera, Ulta, Bed Bath & Beyond, Sephora, Spa Finder, Under Armour, Express, and Pete's. All season long, enjoy free shipping on all Happy Cards orders by visiting giftcards.com slash happy or pick one up today at your local grocery store. Have a happy holiday season with Happy Cards. Another thing I want to talk about is a podcast called In Bed with Nick and Megan. Do you know who Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally are? You probably should. Nick Offerman is Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Megan Mullally played whatever her character was on uh, Will and Grace. You all know them. They're married in real life, in case you didn't know that. They have a brand new podcast on Earwolf. It's called In Bed with Nick and Megan. Your favorite celebrity couple giving everyone a rare and candid look into their life and their relationship. In this hilarious and intimate show, listeners will feel like they're in bed with Nick and Megan, which is kind of kinky, I guess, because that's exactly where every episode is recorded in their actual bedroom. Woo. In Bed with Nick and Megan features hilarious guests like Bill Hader, Lisa Kudrow, Retta, Nick Kroll, and so many more. In some episodes, they turn intimate discussion onto each other, leaving the crew in the room to wonder if maybe they should just go. In Bed with Nick and Megan is out now, so check it out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. So there's your breakdown of episodes one and two. There will be other things that I get, as you know. I think ever since Emily Maynard's season, I have the ability to watch the first episode online because ABC releases it to the media. It's username and password protected. This isn't for everybody, but I've had access to it ever since Emily Maynard's season, so I will watch it early, and I'll break down everything that you will see in that episode. I'll give you which girls get intro videos, which girls get uh, the order of intro videos, the order of how they appear out of the limo. You already know that Hannah Ann Sluss gets the first impression rose. And I just told you who got eliminated in um, the uh, at the rose ceremony on the first night. But this episode will also include, you know, the dates. But I just broke down those dates for you as well. So moving on, I want to talk a little bit about Victoria. Victoria Fuller, one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm done talking about Victoria's past, but I will talk about her present. Um, because the past, you know the main thing about her past. Uh, if you didn't, go check out what I posted on October 28th, which was the day of her hometown date. It's all in there. Uh, there's been other podcasts where I've gone into it as well. But um, all the stuff that I've heard since that day, how many more people have come forward to talk about her, it's just like it's overkill at this point. You know the main thing you need to know. And I stand by my reporting, and I'll always stand by my reporting when it comes to that because I did a lot of legwork on that one. And I wasn't just going to run with something like that 
without knowing the facts, without speaking to people directly involved and affected by Victoria Fuller's behavior well before she came on the show. And that's what I did. So it's out there. However, this week, we had some interesting things pop up that you don't know about that I'm going to share with you right now. I don't know if Victoria did it public, if she privately told her friends to do this, but about three of her friends reached out to me after I broke the story on Sunday that on this past Saturday night, Victoria got in a fight. Well, I shouldn't say that. I scratched that from the record. They're probably going to already lose their shit that I said Victoria got in a fight. She didn't get in a fight. But Victoria was at a bar in Virginia Beach. Marissa was there. Marissa is the one who showed up at um, Victoria's hometown date and spoke to Peter and warned him about Victoria's past. And Victoria and Marissa crossed paths. It's the first time that they have crossed paths uh, since Victoria's hometown date. Obviously, Marissa is not a contestant on the show, but she showed up there because she was asked to by production. Although when she got there, they didn't tell her to do anything. So she talked to Peter. She tells him about Victoria, her past. She's not here for the right reasons. I want you to find your woman. This isn't for this one isn't for you. And then you know last week that I broke to you, hey, Peter actually never actually met Victoria's parents later on that night. They argued out in front of her house. They broke up. Victoria went and saw him the next morning before he left to go to his next hometown date. He clearly kept her around and I guess told her, just let me make my decision at the rose ceremony. And then he ended up keeping her over Kelsey and Victoria got to go to Australia. But um, this week I got emails from Victoria's friends that are obviously down my throat and, you know, just can't accept the fact that their friend has never done anything wrong in her life and everything I've reported is wrong and you don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, I, I expected it. I told you the day I posted it on October 28th that Victoria's side and people on Victoria's end were going to come to me and it's going to, like I said, look, Victoria's not going to, when she's able to talk about this, she's not going to be like, oh yeah, he got me. Yeah, I did all that. Of course she's not going to admit that. But I'm telling you it happened. So we're just going to butt heads with anybody that says who's on Victoria's side and says, you don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. You're a loser. Get a life. Stop worrying about Victoria. It's just, you know, comments like that. And if your argument is that you're a loser, you have no, you know, your facts are wrong. It's just like, okay, then tell me what happened. And none of them have been able to tell me what happened. So that's what I find rather humorous. A couple of them I've had to block because they've just gotten so annoying. But I did want to, I did want to mention one thing that one of the main arguments that Victoria's friends are bringing up to me, and it's now been brought up twice. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to misquote here. So I will read directly from what they have said. Um, one of them said it on Victoria's Instagram post that she made when she said the rumors about me are lies that she has now deleted because she has disabled all the comments on that. But before the comments were deleted, somebody out there, let me write, let me, let me make sure I get the name right. Um, let me pull it up. Hold on. Sorry about this. I should have had it ready to go. Oh, where is it? Crap. My bad. Is this it? Here it is. So this has already been deleted off of Victoria's Instagram post for when she got back and said rumors about me are, are lies. And then she went on to talk about her dog and quoted the Bible, even though she's not the least bit religious. But anyway, neither here nor there. A, a, a person by the name of Haley A. Villanoza, 
That's her Instagram name, Haley A. Villanoza. H-A-I-L-E-Y-A-V-I-L-L-A-N-O-Z-A. You know, basically went on there to defend Victoria. But at the end of her comment, this is what she wrote. Not to mention, why isn't anyone... What's the, what's the word here? Why isn't anyone something out? Because it's circled, so the marker is over that word. Why isn't anyone... Oh, why isn't anyone calling out these other dudes who have cheated on their wives? I see them around town acting like nothing happened. They were scumbags to begin with, unfortunately. It's too easy to be a hot-ass tempting girl like Victoria. Weak men fall under her spell. It takes two to tango. Victoria is perfect for good TV... Isn't that why we all tune into a show that has a guy messing with God knows how many girls at the same time? I know I got my popcorn ready. Okay, honey, Haley Villanoza, do you realize in while you were trying to defend Victoria there, you admitted that it happened? You're just placing the blame on the guys and not Victoria, which is about as stupid and as ignorant as a comment you can make? Also, one of Victoria's friends that emailed me this week, a couple days ago. We were going back and forth. She was defending Victoria. And she wrote in an email to me, if you want to continue on this biased narrative, where's the man's blame in this? Ever wondered what was said, done by them? Again, <laughs> this is Victoria's friend defending her to me, yet again, is never saying, this didn't happen. It's like, well, why don't you talk about the guys who did this? Why don't you talk about the guys? Why don't you look into what they did? Yeah, they're dicks. Total scumbags. Absolute assholes. I, I can call them every name in the book. But here's the deal, Victoria's friends. If you're going to defend your friend... You might not want to admit that everything I posted on October 28th happened. It's a horrible way to defend your friend. You're digging yourself a bigger hole. Just stop. Just stop and shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. Because when you tell me to look into what the guys did, it's like, okay, yeah, they're dicks, but they're not on the show. Victoria Fuller is a contestant on the show. I cover The Bachelor. I'm going to write about Victoria. Not the guys. Nobody knows who these guys are, except for the people in Virginia Beach, and except me. I know the names of the two men involved, but I never gave them out. If I wanted to give them out, I would have given them out the day I posted all this stuff, on October 28th. I know the, I know the wives. I spoke to them. So, yeah, it's just it's mind-boggling to me that this is their defense of their friend. And how about that first one? It's not, it's not, it's not her fault she's a hot-ass woman and men fall under her spell. Great, great defense. <laughs> what the fuck? Victoria, you might want to get yourself some new friends because your friends are doing you a disservice and they're making it worse for you. They're, they're trying to defend you and while they're defending you, they're making you more guilty and they're proving my point. So, <laughs> so that's one point that her friends are making. The other thing that Victoria's friends are coming at me for is Marissa. And going after Marissa's character. And 
Well, Steve, the only reason that you know what happened this past Saturday night at the bar was because you spoke to Marissa. I was there, and that's not what happened. Well, thank you for telling me who I spoke to. Have you ever read my emails? Have you ever read my DMs? Have you, were you listening on any of my phone calls? Do you know what texts I got? No, you don't. So you can't tell me you only got your information from Marissa. No, I didn't. I got it from multiple people, people that didn't even have a dog in the race, that have no skin in that game whatsoever, people that were not pro-Marissa and not anti-Victoria or pro-Victoria or anti-Marissa. It was just neutral people that were there, saw it happen. Vic, Victoria, walked by Marissa, called her a fucking loser, went into the bathroom, ended up locking it, came out, and was brought and was kicked out of the bar that night. And then was waiting outside and essentially talking a bunch of shit waiting outside. And then she was asked to leave the premises outside of the bar. So no, I did not just get my information from Marissa on that. Did I ask Marissa what happened? Absolutely, because it involved her and it's somebody that I can have a conversation with. Um and she said at no point did I ever threaten her. She called me a fucking loser. Locked herself in the bathroom. It was a very crowded bar. Um, but she wasn't supposed to do that. And she was running her mouth. Owner kicked her out. She was waiting outside for me. They told her to leave the premises again. So I think one of the biggest things is a lot of people, mostly Victoria's friends, are coming after Marissa saying she's just doing this. You don't understand. She's doing this because she's a bad person. She has a bunch of fake friends. All she wants to do is hang on to the popular people. That's why she went after Victoria. She's jealous of Victoria. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, you can probably see where this is going. She wants to be your 15 minutes of fame. Okay, let's, let's, let's go with that point. Marissa wants 15 minutes of fame. When Marissa and I announced her as the person who spoke to Peter on Victoria's hometown date to warn him about Victoria... That day, on October 28th, when I put her name out there, her Instagram was public. She had about, I think it was at the time, fifteen or 1,600 followers. Go look at Marissa's Instagram page now. She has 2,900 followers. And by the time this thing is over, at the end of December, so you're not even going to see Marissa on the season until Hometown Date episodes, which is going to be, you know, end of February. People saying that Marissa's just doing this to be famous. Marissa's not getting famous out of this. I'm sorry. In real life, she had an eight to 10 minute conversation with Peter. That's probably going to be pared down to about a minute, maybe 90 seconds that we're going to actually see of that conversation with Peter. Maybe two minutes, whatever the case may be. She's going to be on a 12 episode season of The Bachelor for 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. Do you honestly think a person like that is going to be all of a sudden famous? What do you think she's going to be on Dance with the Stars now? Marissa went on there to warn Peter. And if she didn't, someone else probably would have. Because they weren't going to let that storyline go the second I posted that morning about Vic's behavior well before she came on the show. They had to address it. And Marissa happened to be the one that did it. If she didn't do it, maybe someone else there would have done it. I don't know. But... Let, let's stop with this notion that, oh, my God, Marissa Marissa's just doing this to be famous. Honestly, I don't even care if Marissa's doing it to be famous. Number one, she's not going to be famous out of this. And number two, just because somebody might not 
like Victoria, which Marissa is not a fan of Victoria, it doesn't mean what she said wasn't true. And I think that's what's being lost in translation here as well. Just because you don't like someone, what you report about them doesn't mean to be false. Oh, she has ulterior motives. She just wants to be famous. She wants her 15 minutes. She's phony. She has a bunch of fake friends. She's not even friends with Marissa, uh, Victoria anymore. She just tra- she pretended to be. It's like, look, the bottom line is Marissa knows about the past. The past that I've been told about Victoria Fuller for three months since the second I announced she was a contestant on this show. The numerous emails and DMs that I've gotten about this woman who has literally one of the worst reputations I've ever heard of of anybody who's ever appeared on this show. It's been nonstop for three months. And then after I came out with the story on October 28th, even more people came forward with stories. And it was just like, look, I can't just sit here and print every story. I went with that main one because I spoke to the women directly involved. And that's what you needed to know. So Victoria can stick her friends on me all she wants. It's not going anywhere. I'm not scared of Victoria. ABC sued me twice. You think I'm really worried about Victoria Fuller and what she might do? Please. Moving on. I do want to bring up a topic that is just, again, more annoying than anything else. And that's the Instagram accounts that, I mean, I didn't even realize until this season how many Instagram accounts just take my information and post it. I don't know how long this has been going on. I don't know how long this trend has been happening, but holy shit. I can't believe how many people do it. And my issue is it with with it is this. I've said in the past, there's nothing I can do because what they're doing is not illegal. It's it's not um it's just it's not illegal. Like they they're allowed to do it. If that's the way you want to conduct your own Instagram account where you wait till I tweet something or you wait till I post something and then just cut and paste it and put it on yours or you know, reword it or maybe even steal it word for word like some of them do and just don't even put any sort of credit towards me. I mean, it sucks. But there's nothing I can do to that account. But I do want to point out I I maybe you maybe some of you don't follow along on Instagram or don't and don't get the magnitude of what's going on. I've built this brand. I've built my brand over 17 years. Okay? realitysteve.com is not a Johnny Come Lately website. I didn't start this a few months ago and just be like, "Oh, let's talk a bunch of bachelor crap." realitysteve.com has been in existence since 2004. It became kind of more of a household name when I gave my first spoiler back in January of 2009 with the Jason Mesnick stuff, because that's when tabloids and media outlets started saying this guy is reporting the ending to Jason's season. And so obviously that got more traction, more people started coming to my site, whatever. But I've been doing this for 17 years now, 16 years, whatever it is. I've been doing this a long time. So yeah, it does suck when I see an Instagram account that... Let me let me read you. <laughs> let me read you one of the Instagram accounts what they wrote hours after I posted on October 28th what I did about Victoria Fuller and her past, okay? This is one of their posts, and I'm not even going to dignify this Instagram account by giving you their name. You could probably figure out who it is, and I would just I'm not telling you to do anything, but just know that this is what people are doing with my information. 
So this is what the Instagram account wrote hours after I posted everything I did uh, before Victoria Fuller's date. T on Victoria Fuller. She does not have a good reputation in the Virginia Beach area. Victoria has knowingly been with married men and broken up these marriages. The worst part is Victoria was friends with these women. Women in these relationships came forward and confirmed it to be true. Production even knows about this and has had contact with one of the women. Victoria is pretty much there for clout. Today's hometown with her is likely going to be messy because she has a bad reputation in Virginia Beach and everyone knows what she's done. No credit to me. Just a bunch of hashtags to get people to follow her site. All I know about this person is they're a broke college girl because he said that in one of her other posts. A broke college girl is just starting up an account and just ripping my shit off. Hey, broke college girl, I hate to tell you this, but what you're doing is fucking pathetic. Do something new with your life. Seriously. It's absolutely... I mean, you literally plagiarized my site and gave it no credit. But you'll hashtag it, The Bachelor, Pilot Pete, Peter Weber, The Bachelorette, Hannah B, The Beast, Hannah from Alabama, Rose, Bachelorette, Bachelor, ABC, Bachelor in Paradise, VIP, Engage, Bachelor Nation, Dancing, DWTS, Dancing with the Stars, Alabama Hannah, Selena Gomez, Jelena, Haley Bieber, Haley Baldwin, Justin Bieber. What the fuck are you doing? Go back to your dorm room. Go make some Top Ramen. Stop stealing my shit. I mean, that is fucking embarrassing. Are you kidding me with this? I, I, I could not believe I found this yesterday. I had no idea this was going on. I knew there were accounts out there that did stuff, but I never looked into it. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's the same shit. They take my stuff and they post it. And if you do credit me, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, just not, I'm not, if you, if you do take my stuff and you do credit me, I'm not talking to you. So don't even have, you don't have to worry. I'm talking to people who literally have their own Instagram account and they, you know, they make it, you know, bachelor, spoiler, sleuth, sleuth, bachelor, batch sleuth. Like, it's just nonstop. It's the same fucking things. People saying the same things over and over and over again. And all they do is take my tweets or take my information that I post on my Instagram account and play it off as their own. I mean, that's embarrassing that you wrote that. And then on September 20th, oh, same account, September 20th, the day filming started. They put out their final four. Ooh. We want to know who your final four is because your opinion doesn't mean shit about anything. <laughs> her final four, when the day when the season started, Victoria Paul was her final one. Sarah Coffin was her final two. Gee, I wonder why Sarah Coffin, who wasn't known to anybody until I threw it out there and said, I think she's winning this season would have been this random person's name on as final. Huh, interesting. Uh, final three, Kelly Flanagan. Final four, Hannah Sluss. So way off on Sarah Coffin, as was I. And then the other three got to at least, what, top six, top seven. Hannah Sluss was the only person in the final four that she had right. But broke college girl, which I'll just keep calling you that because I don't know your name or who the hell you are or why the hell you're even doing this, but get a life. Do something else. This is ridiculous. There's another... Con- there's another um, <laughs> there's another account doing the exact same thing. They post a pic they post the same picture that I posted of Peter talking to Marissa at the hometown date. Last night Victoria Fuller was kicked out of Virginia Beach Bar. She ran into Peter's ex, Marissa, the one pictured who confronted Peter about Victoria, and called her a fucking loser and then locked herself in the bathroom. Marissa confirmed this to be true. 
I tweeted that all out this past Sunday. And then hours later, an Instagram account puts that up and hashtags everything known to mankind behind it and no credit whatsoever. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I knew people were stealing my stuff and playing it off as their own. I had no idea they were literally copying it word for word and trying to pretend that this is their stuff. Holy shit. What a bunch of losers. Good God. So broke college girl and whatever this other account is that I'm not going to name. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, I can't do anything about it. It's Instagram. I can't shut them down. If I could, I would. But good Lord, you know who's doing the work here. Just give me credit. For God's sakes. How can you, how can you as, a, as a decent human being, write that stuff and just put it out there pretending that it's your own? I mean, you got to be kidding me. How pathetic. Anyway, I'm uh, moving on. I also want to talk about um, some quick things here regarding the ending of the show. Okay. I do have some information for you that I'll share with you right now. First off, I know, again, a lot of people, you love social media and you love seeing who comments on whose pages and who follows who. And I'm just here to tell you, and I tell it to you every season, but it doesn't seem to sink in with um, everybody. But because someone follows somebody else or because someone comments on somebody else's page does not mean they are friends. It doesn't mean they aren't friends. I'm just saying, yes, I'm very well aware that Victoria Fuller wrote on Hannah Graham's Instagram account and they went back and forth commenting to each other. That doesn't mean that they're BFFs. There's a lot of superficial relationships in this franchise. A lot. These girls haven't even begun to have anything air yet about them outside of a couple promos. I see it every single season. It happens. This show changes people. And this show inflates people's egos more than you could possibly imagine when it comes to followers, comments, who talks to who, who gets their DMs slid into. It's just a one big competition. So because Victoria Fuller made comments on Hannah Ann's Instagram page and Hannah Ann commented back and they went back and forth, it means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Just keep that in mind. The other thing regarding the final two, Hannah Ann and Madison. (laughs) This happens every season as well. I figure I should throw it out there as another reminder. Anything that Madison or Hannah Ann posts on their Instagram accounts, whether it's on their feed or in their Instagram stories, you got to stop looking for wedding rings or engagement rings. Because even if one of them was engaged, you don't get to keep your ring while the show is airing, let alone wear it. Because wouldn't that kind of give it away if Hannah or Madison's just walking around with a giant rock on her hand? And I get, the funny thing is, I get it every season. Oh, I see our picture. She has, a, she has something on her hand. She must be the winner. Like, no, you don't get to keep the ring. You get it back if there's an engagement, which there usually is, as we know, except Colton and Cassie last season. And Juan Pablo and Nikki. It's the only in, the, the only non-engagements in the last... God, I, I don't have the exact number. I want to say the last 21 or 22 seasons. 
Colton didn't get engaged and Juan Pablo didn't get engaged. Every other season ended in an engagement. But for the seasons that did end in engagement, you get engaged, they slip a ring on that person, but that ring is given back to production that day. You don't get to hang out with it. You don't get to see it again until the after the final rose where you appear as a couple in public for the first time. So we can stop looking at Hannah's fingers and Madison's fingers in their videos. Okay. Just want a reminder. I'll probably say it every season from here on out because I still have gotten it from uh, emailers and DMS about Hannah's not wearing a ring. She must not have won. Okay. Now in regards to the finale, here's what I can say that I'm very, very confident in saying. As we know, Hannah Anselus, Madison Pruitt, your final two. I can say with about as much certainty as possible that this was not a normal ending this season. Now, I don't know what that means in terms of I, what I'm, when I say it's not a normal ending, what I'm saying is this. The final day of filming for this season was Sunday, November 17th in Australia, which means if you live in the States... Australia is 19 hours ahead of Pacific time, 16 hours ahead of East Coast. So, you know, assuming the final rose ceremony went down in the afternoon like it always does, 3, 4, 5 o'clock, you do the math backwards. When there was a final rose ceremony Sunday, November 17th in Australia, it was still late Saturday night into Sunday morning here in the States. So I can report that's when the final rose ceremony went down. What I'm saying is on that final rose ceremony day, it was not down to those two. He dumped one, chose the other, and they got engaged. It is not a normal ending this season. That's not to say that he might not be engaged now. That's not to say he might not be engaged. That I haven't found out yet. But what I know is on November 17th, there was not Hannah shows up, Madison shows up, he dumps one, gets engaged to the other. Did not happen. So that's the best I can do right now for the finale. That's where we're at. So that leaves a lot of options out there and just because it didn't happen on November 17th it doesn't necessarily mean it didn't happen still in Australia maybe a few days later I don't know I'm not saying that's what happened I'm just throwing out options here but I can tell you that it was not a normal ending of two girls on the final day dumped one chose the other they're engaged that did not happen that's the best I have for you right now so hopefully that'll tie you over for a while. Whew. All right. Now let's move on to uh, some other things as we wrap this up. Just a few thoughts I had on reality TV. Some shows. Obviously tonight, episode nine of Temptation Island. This is the overnight dates. Everyone chooses one person to go on their overnight date with. You pretty much know who most of these people are going to choose. There is one Weird scenario that happens that we haven't seen before in two seasons, so you'll see that tonight as someone chooses someone and then something happens and then something else happens. So you'll see that uh, tonight. Nell Coulter will have her episode nine recap up tomorrow morning, so look for that. Uh, as I said, I've seen the final bonfires. I've seen the reunion show. I know what happens with these couples, and it's wild. It's crazy. I, I, I couldn't even tell you if you were to ask me like, well, what's the status of this couple? Well, here's their status of what happened at the end of filming at the final bonfire. Here's what you're going to see at the reunion show. But here's what I'm hearing now. You could literally say that for pretty much, I think, three of the four couples. 
Like it's just ever changing. I don't even know if we're even going to have solid concrete answers of what their current status is once the reunion episode airs, because the reunion episode, by the time it airs, will have aired, will have filmed two months previous. So a lot has happened. So be sure to check that out tonight on USA 10, nine central overnight dates for temptation Island. And then no Calter's episode nine recap will be up tomorrow morning. Survivor. Is it just me or are there really not a lot of likable people left this season? I'm not saying these people are jerks and God, what a horrible person. Like I, I, I don't think these are horrible people. It's just this season, and I think, you know, what we saw the last three or four episodes with with the Dan behavior and then the way Elizabeth and Kimmy handled things, it just, this season has really soured on a lot of fans. Which, I mean, maybe every once in a while you're going to have a dud season, and you're just going to have a season that doesn't hit with the audience. I definitely think this is one of them. I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to interested to see who wins, because there's still gameplay involved. But of the peop- of the seven people left, I'm just not like I, I, I don't, it's like I almost don't care who wins. I don't think anybody's played like this unbelievable, awesome game, and they've totally, you know, manipulated people, but still been able to be friends with them, and they need to be rewarded for. I'm just like at this point, I almost want to get it over with, and let's get to season forty, which, if you don't know, is uh, all past winners, twenty people, all former winners, on season forty. Obviously, it filmed last summer. So, I mean, it's been in the can for six months, but it's going to be an awesome. Like, how do you not have an awesome? It's the first time in 40 seasons they've ever done this, where the whole season is former winners. They've done a whole season of former contestants, you know, fans versus favorites. I mean, not fans versus favorites. Um, They did an all-star season, but they've never done a season with only past winners. And I mean, I can't wait. And maybe that's, and maybe that's what's kind of setting this season back a little bit. The fact that, we know such a great season is upcoming that it's like, okay, who cares who wins between these seven? Uh, it just, I don't know. And, and, you know, the Dan stuff and everything that happened, yeah, it certainly left a bad taste in people's mouths. And there are survivor former contestants. Eliza Orleans, former podcast guest, good friend of mine. She's out on this season. She's just like, I can't watch this anymore. The way this is being shown is horrible. It's, it's deplorable what CBS did out there. You know, I mean, some people feel that strongly that just they handled it as poorly as they as they could. And honestly, I don't think they handled it great either. Andy Dennert of realityblurred.com has been very vocal about how this was handled and how post-show the contestants involved are coming off the show and saying things that are different than what the show is portraying. Like this whole thing about, remember the episode where they put up text on the screen and said production was stopped at this point. People were notified of behavior and stuff like that. Some of the people have gotten off the show that said, I never knew that Dan was spoken to by production. I mean, the left hand isn't knowing what the right hand is doing and vice versa. It just seems like there's a real big disconnect this season on survivor. And it sucks because it's my favorite reality show of all time. It will always be my favorite show. And I'm just, it's just, I'm, I'm just waiting to get to the end. I'm just like, okay, I want to see who wins, but, and maybe see how they address this at the finale because they've certainly, CBS has certainly made some mistakes here and it sucks, but I can't wait for season 40. I can't wait for the all winner season. 
we're going to have Stephen Fish back on uh, probably, you know, the week before that starts and uh, and just do a little preview. But I don't know how that season couldn't be top three by the by the end of the by the end of the all the all winter season, season 40, which starts in February. I can't imagine it's not going to be a top three season of all time. It's just got to be everyone. There's one. They're all great players. It's got to be one of the best seasons. And I, and I know nothing. I don't look at spoilers on Survivor. I don't want to know. And then I want to wrap up with this. <laughs> the Masked Singer. I mean, first off, I've never watched The Masked Singer from beginning to end an episode. I just can't. I just think this show is, I and I understand people love this shit. They, they are just... They love this show. The ratings are good. It's like a hit for Fox. I just scratch my head. I'm like, what is this? What am I watching? A thingamajig is singing to me? A bug is rapping to me or whatever? Like, what? And then it's just the editing on that show is so poor. The amount of times... We get the audience shots after a judge says, I think it's this person. And then some dude is there and looks at his girlfriend like, yeah, yeah, I think that. Oh, good guess. Yeah. My good. What a bunch of dorks. Can we get this is what's considered good TV now? Like, come on. I mean, I, the funny thing is the mass Singer is on my DVR set to record every week. I literally, I press play and I fast forward to the 55 minute mark. Just let me know who, I don't care what they sing. I don't care how they acted. I don't care what the clues are. Just let me know who, who's under the mask. Okay, thank you. Bye. I mean, I've seen it, you know, bits and pieces here and there. That's why I know they do those stupid audience edit shots. It's like, oh my God. Even the judges are the same. Someone, someone, some judge says something. Oh yeah, good guess. Yeah. Oh Yeah. It's like it's the same thing with uh, the voice and Carson Daly to me when he's backstage with the families and he's like got both arms on his knees and he's bent over. Come on. Come on. Turn around. Yeah, he turned around. They turned, oh, he got two. They got two. Yeah. Carson, calm down. Just you do the every every parent. You do the same thing. Get a new get a new stick. <laughs> this is, mass singer is so corny. Like, I just didn't realize how corny this show is. <laughs> just the people in the audience are the worst. These audience shots of the people that are just like, oh, God, it's so embarrassing. The, the, the main thing I'll give them credit for is this shit doesn't get out on the Internet. Like everybody in that audience that knows they were there, they were at the tapings when this, I mean, this show taped in the summer, I believe. I mean, it's, you know who some of the people are just by the clues, and um, some people can tell by the voice, but the fact that they, how, how the I, I've read articles on the extents they go to keep these people a secret, pretty impressive, but it doesn't mean the show isn't ridiculously corny, and just, just take off the mask, you know, take it off, take it off, it's like, come on, just, you have to wait an hour for this? We really have to do a battle between the bug and the thingamajig. Like, just watching these people dance. Like, how are you singing in a in a costume like that? And anyway, it's the mass singer for you. Those are my thoughts.
That'll do it for this podcast. I just went on for about an hour, didn't I? Holy shit, that was a lot longer than I thought it would be. Well, sorry if I rambled, but um, hope you had some good info in there. Um, hope I was able to share with you uh, some stuff you know now about everything that goes down, basically, in the first, everything that happens before the second rose ceremony. You've got it all. Got everybody's names, everybody's dates, uh, all the eliminations and whatnot. Um, Victoria's friends are morons. They're digging a hole for her. She should probably find some new friends. The Instagram accounts are just embarrassing. Um, I think it sucks that they're basically stealing intellectual property. But really nothing I can do about it. Um, If you want to, you probably know which sites I'm talking about, which accounts I'm talking about. If you want to tell them, you want to pass along my message to them, you want to give them a piece of your mind, and leave your thoughts on what, they, what they're doing with their account, by all means, go ahead and do it. These aren't major accounts. They're not stealing my business. It's, it's one of these things where it's just the principle of it. This has, this has nothing to do with any sort of sour grapes where I'm losing money because of it. Trust me, I'm not. But I just wanted to get it out there because I, I had no idea it was that bad. I knew it was bad, and I knew there were some out there that didn't credit me at all. But when I actually read that they literally steal stuff word for word and pretend it's theirs, that's just, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I just can't deal with that. That's just beyond comprehension of how somebody can do that and call themselves, uh, you know, some sort of reporter or I've got, I've got information for you guys. Look at what I got. And it's literally what I just tweeted out hours earlier, but just put into their own words and put on their own account sucks so yeah that's it and oh one other thing that i wanted to mention before we head out i'm probably going to be transitioning to more instagram stuff to where twitter is going to become obsolete because let's face it you can't monetize twitter you can monetize instagram and since i started putting bachelor information on instagram i think i've gained thirty-five thousand followers so i see the benefit of it and um I'm just telling you right now, at some point, my Twitter is going away. And I'm not going to be doing any sort of spoiling on Twitter. I might put tweets out there that say, go to my Instagram account. But breaking news on Twitter, I think it's going to be a thing in the past come next Bachelorette season. I don't think I'm going to do it there anymore. It's all going to be Instagram, Instagram stories, and on my feed. Um, so just be ready for that. Uh, I just want to let people know that that's probably going to happen. Because it's just, it makes more sense. People, people, I just, I was late to the party on that. I didn't realize how many people were consuming information on Instagram. Probably why these people are stealing my information and putting it as their own. Because they realize it too. And they're trying to make, you know, they're trying to make some, I mean, they don't have any ads or anything like that. So I don't know how they're thinking they're going to make money or whatever. But it's information that... um you can use now on, on Instagram and it's a, it's a way to put it out there. So I'm probably going to do it. I'll probably even start it when P- Peter season starts, even though the episode by episode spoilers will all be out. Every single one of them will be out before the season starts. I think on a weekly basis, I'll even do a breakdown of, you know, after the first episode airs immediately I'll have on my Instagram. Hey, here's what's going to, here's what you're going to see next episode and put it up there on every Monday night after the episode airs. So I might uh, probably do that just to uh, give people like a cliff notes version on, um, on Instagram. So be prepared for that. 
just know it's coming. I don't know when. Uh, I, I need to figure out how I'm going to do this or might even have somebody do it for me, to be honest with you. So that's that. Um, thank you all for tuning in to podcast number 159. This is the three-year anniversary. That's so cool. Never thought I'd still be doing this three years later. I know I talked for the last hour. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you know, I didn't annoy you too much. But uh, I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. And that's why I've been able to do this for three years. And we're going to keep going uh, as long as we can on this. Don't forget Nell Coulter's uh, Temptation Island recap will be up tomorrow morning. Episode number nine tonight is the overnight dates. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It's very much appreciated. Thank you all again for tuning in and listening. You're the best. I'll talk to you next week. See ya!